Welcome to the Wayfinder Show with Adam Lacey and Luis Hernandez, where guests discuss the why and how of making changes in their life that led them down a greater, more authentic path or allowed them to level up in some area of their life. Our goal is to dig deep and provide not only knowledge, but actionable advice to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Come join us and find the way to your dream life. Welcome back to the Wayfinder Show. This is Adam with my partner Louie here. Louie, what's up, man? Oh man, feeling good. It's another day in paradise here. Hell yeah. Hey, I'm really excited for today's episode. Um, since you have a previous relationship with Erica, do you want to go ahead and, and give an intro here? Yeah, happy to, man. I'm really excited too. I've I've known Erica for I don't know, about 20 years now. Uh, we were in Baltimore together. We kind of got into the, I think we fell into the real estate investment circles and somehow just met up and started doing things together and just always stayed in touch and, and uh, followed each other's lives. And she's one of my favorite people because she's, she's just one of those people who just goes at it, grinds, and sometimes it's a struggle, but learns from everything she does. So, you know, just not, not somebody who's going to make the same mistake twice, uh, and, and just is constantly pursuing excellence. So that's why I really like her. And I think a lot of our guests are going to enjoy uh, getting to know her a little bit better too. So uh, without further ado, please welcome Erica. Erica, bring the pain. Hey. Let's hey. do it. What's up? <laughs> Thanks uh-huh. for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Extraordinarily humble and excited to just, you know, to share my story, man. So again, just appreciate being on and just keeping it real. Um, you know, a lot of times we hear about things that are glossed over a little polish on it, but you know, having me on, you're going to get it raw. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Erica. We're really excited yep. to have you on too. So Thank let's you. just start with a little bit about yourself. Like, tell us about, you know, where, where you started, you know, how, how it was growing up for you, that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. So, um, Born and raised in Baltimore City. Um, it's I have four siblings. Um, mom raised all four of us. And I mean, we were, you know, bubbly kids, had a great time coming up. It was a struggle when you have a single parent home, but it didn't stop mom. I had a a, a mother who her love was demonstrated by, you know, working, taking care of me. She were fed and educated and protected. And she'll send us off from church on Sundays. And so, you know, mom was able to get at least the three of us, the oldest uh, brother had already moved out. She had moved us out of the city into the county. And from there, it was like kind of no looking back. It was a uh, a shock, uh, a shock for us all, but really for me, because I kind of went from, you know, city schooling to county. And it was kind of like get it together, kind of, um, you know, it, it was a wake up call. And I went from ninth to 12th, graduated from high school and took it over into college. I really had no aspiration to go to college. It was just like, mom was like, you're going to college or you're going to pay bills. I'm like, well, give me three months <laughs> post high school and let me think about it. Let me party a bit, you know, and get the swerve on. Then I'll, and so anyway, I wound up in August enrolled into Essex Community College. And then from there, did some general studies, some studies in medicine and so forth. And then I wound up uh, graduating with a general um, uh, arts degree, and I transferred to Taos University to double major in psychology. So my background is psychology and sports. I launched out and did some stuff all over the map. When you have a bachelor's degree, you can get into a number of different areas, but I always love working with people. And I wind up doing a little bit in uh, stock brokering and a little bit, you know, just kind of in finance and fitness. And long story short, you hit the gas a little bit. And I always had a knack for business. I just didn't know how. So I didn't come from a family that 
taught business. You know, you taught, you work hard, you get your high school, you go to college if you want, if you don't, you do 30 years or 40 years and you you retire, you get a pension. You know, I'm like, oh, I, I didn't want that. I was just straight radical. I could, I never had the blueprint, but I knew it was out there somewhere. And so that's what kind of hit the gas a great bit, you know, in the early uh, 2000. That's when I ran into you, man. I was thumbing in real estate. You were my first realtor on the investment tip. And so um, a lot had ballooned from there, you know, and I kind of snowballed all of them, did a great deal in real estate. I still do real estate, but out of this whole transition over the least last 20 years, we've known I wound up also getting into uh, fitness and wellness. It was a, um, a something I went through. I you know, you start making a lot of money, you get a little more lax with your health and wellness. And um, I kind of did a 180, uh, hiring a coach and dropped, knocked off 90 pounds and just took a passion again, Ooh. helping people, still in psychology, still working with people. And eight years later, I, I, I still do. Um, and I'm growing and enhancing my online wellness business. I still do the real estate as more of a backdrop, something I enjoy doing and wealth building. But my real passion is help saving lives, you know, getting the mind transformed, getting the physical to follow because you can't spend the money if you're wealthing type, right? So, right. you know, I want to advocate that. And that's kind of brings me here, man. And again, another whole launch direction with uh, the transformation from coming through all of that and then making this transition of busting out of Baltimore, which, you know, we talked about a good bit before. Right. Yeah, I love that. And that's what we're all about here on the Wayfinder Show as well. So that's why you're perfect for this. But yeah, uh, I, I just want to back up a little bit. Let, sure. Explain to our listeners a little bit uh, who aren't from Baltimore, where, what that means between you being from Baltimore City and the county? Because that doesn't exist in a lot of places, right? What, what, uh, what is the difference there? Yeah, so really good point. I mean, in short, I mean, it's a whole, listen, in Baltimore City, you can be 10 feet from like glory land and, you know, as they say, half hell's acre on the other side. And so coming from the city, I mean, again, you know, mom, she raised, you know, we were taught, we were fed all that good stuff. But there's another whole element out there that you have to deal with. It's the pressure of, you know, again, the, the environment. I mean, we did grow up in a, a pretty tough area, uh, but it didn't stop, you know, the educating and the mom protecting and guiding us and so forth. And so, you know, you have access to resources, but then you don't. Because, again, if you come from a working class where you just have one single parent providing, you have base care and so forth. Uh, base care meaning, you know, finances, being able to do things and resources. But, again, we we weren't like, you know, poor kids there was a struggle but we never knew it as kids because mom always made sure we were fed we went to Orlando that's why I fell in love with beaches um <laughs> you know we all we got a chance to see blue waters worth it brown waters and you know and so versus county <laughs> like for example when in seventh in eighth grade eighth grade you know I witnessed a terrible experience in front of my apartment but I basically watched a guy get shot and killed they shot him up like 17 times and I I happened to witness it and mom's like that's it we're out of here. My oldest brother, he was already kind of out of the nest. So it was three of us less. And mama took us out to the county. And it was for me, it was a culture shock. It was like, whoa, they actually call home and check to see if we went to school today. I used to cut school from time to time. And so, you know, the difference is when I meet folks in the county, I mean, you get you have struggles everywhere, but it's it, the different is there, you, you know, you have a little bit more, I think they have more tools and resources. You didn't have the pressures and stress of the community. You know, uh, just that element of you know, drug dealing. It's everywhere, but in the city, and we grew up in the inner inner city. I mean, it's there. It's just as blatant as the day as it was back then. But just made things a little bit uh, tougher because you were exposed to a lot. Like I said, I witnessed this guy, you know, murdered when I was like 13. And so it, again, doesn't make things impossible for folk coming from the city. It can make it a little more challenging because now you got some stuff up here. 
you know, that you got to push through. And right. so I, I don't know if I answered that, but that's kind of the, the cross difference when coming up because you get a lot of stuff that plays into your psyche and how you think and, and, and do things and it starts to roll into your adulthood. Yeah. So when you moved from the, the city to the county, you know, you mentioned you were cutting classes and whatnot in the city and then you kind of got got caught doing that a little bit in the county. Was your instinct, were you pushing back against um, maybe a, a lack of freedom you felt you had when you moved into the county and, and maybe, because it sounds like you went to college, you probably started really focusing on grades and things like that. Or were you you just about it? Did you just move there and kind of switched naturally? Or was there there kind of a rebellious side of you that wanted to push back against this this move? Oh, absolutely. It was a rebellion. Because again, I and I just said it, you know, now you, you're really taking me back there. I mean, again, when you are, and I'm using the word raise, that's probably not the, the best word. I would say the influence. You know, again, you have the love, the support, the family home. Then you got, you know, your environment that plays in on it. And mom, you know, she does what she can to protect you. But then you still grow up, you go to, you go to public school, you have friends. And so when we moved to the county, it was like, whoa, this is what they do out of here. Uh, or, or do out here, I should say. And, and so... You know, like for example, when I got that call, you know, mom, you know, she said, you know, she said, let, let me see your um, uh, your homework from today, and I said, well, well what you better have homework today? She said, well, let me see some of your assignments from today. Long story short, she was looking for proof and evidence for a date for the date that I had cut school, and so, mm-hmm. <laughs> long story short, when mom uh, got hold of I me, mean, of course, I was reprimanded, but it was a uh, it was a a feeling more of, well, if I can't do that, I'll do this then. You know, I'll hang out with the boys. If I can't do that, well, then I'll, you know, go over here and be bad. And, you know, but I always was in sports a lot. I played a lot of basketball. You know, I was a little tomboy. I hung around with all the guys and did all the sports with the guys. But, you know, I was always chasing to be similarly to where I grew up, which was, again, I have all brothers and uncles and so forth. So whatever they did, they slung hammers. I did. You know, if they went out and fixed cars, then I did. Well, I went with them. They played football. I did. And so shifting to the county was actually a blessing, Adam, because again, I probably, I mean, listen, I really should have been the first in the WNBA when it came out in the, the mid eighties, but what happened was. <laughs> Timing was so, off a little was, bit there, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 man. I was phenomenal in basketball, but w- w- what I'm getting at when we shift to, to the county, I still continue to stay in the sport. And so that really, for me, began to change things because the sports begin to drive where, well, you know, you go to school was an average kid but I began to mill out a bit you know as I got older and older you know and so I think that was the shift doing the sports you know mom making a shift for us in a better environment and so forth and again just kind of a culture shock where I was in the county and then it was kind of like a 180 I began to fall in line and went on you know to graduate which is you know major at least then for you know uh the graduate in the 90s with a high school diploma let alone go to college so yeah Congrats. okay yeah. yeah so what about um what what got you into the health and wellness piece? Like what 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 was your interest there? I know you mentioned sports in high school and mm-hmm. before that, but like what what made you want to pursue that? You know, for career Ooh. education. Man, so in short, if I could take it all the way back to my single digits again, I mentioned before. You know, I had two older brothers, um, and you know, the boys they into the sports, the baseball, the football, the basketball. They lift weights, so I was I was always going in and mess with my brothers and grab their little five pound, 10 pound dumbbell, not being able to guys and, you know, posing. And so I always had a little, you know, the sister like, get out of here. This is for the guy. I'm like, no, I'm with the guy. I'm with the boys, you know? Yeah. And so I, that's as far back as I can date remembering just wanting to engage in 
physical activity and just being strong and having fun. And like I said, I played all of the sports with the guys. I mean, heck, I was quarterback, you know, on the boys team, you know, wow. in, in the neighborhood, of course. And so you hit the gas forward, you know, living life, uh, you know, you graduate from high school and college and you get out into the world and, you know, I wound up, you know, you know, meeting my uh, soulmate. And at least I thought at the time, you know, we got married and I wound up putting on a great deal of weight, but I still had the aspiration to train. I always was very active and agile. Um, I always had what's called a mesomorph physique, you know, very athletic, but you get older and you get comfortable, you know, you start living mm -hmm. a bit and you get a little more lax, and especially when you get married. This is more of a keynote for women. We just, you know, we call it love weight. <laughs> you know, we had this finest wine, coca bottle before we married. And as we, as we get married, it's like we put down, you know, the gym and we just start to grow. I'm like, okay. And so that's what really hit it about 18 months into my marriage, man. I put on 50 pounds, mm. which was crazy. And wow. it began to bother me mentally. Um, and of course, it affected my marriage a bit. You know, your your spouse try to be supportive, but, you know, they can say and do things non-verbally that you can hear. At least I did. And so in mm. short, I began to expire. Like, you know what? OK, you're getting older. You need to be mindful and taking care of yourself. I don't like needles. So if you don't like needles and you don't want to get diabetes and all the other stuff, then you need to be getting after taking care of yourself. And so I began to really engage and make some transformation. You know, in my thought processes, the importance of, you know, eating you know, proper health and nutrition and, you know, just balance now, you know, three, like two to three days a week of working out and not get too overly fanatic. And I eventually wind up hiring a trainer along with, this is sort of post-marriage, of course, um, you know, because you can Google stuff and, you know, you make applications, you hop on these different meal plans, but it was the accountability that I was after where I needed and the responsibility and the know-how. And that's what um, really helped me to do the turnaround and dropping or actually over 90 pounds. I was a pretty big woman. I was pushing 240 plus when I was married mm. and I lost that weight in 18 months. And I took a passion to it because I recognized I could make money. I could uh, buy cars. I had houses. Heck, I didn't have problem getting men either. I mean, you know, I was, as we call it, on the top of the world, but I couldn't get this weight off. I was, you know, it's just, you know, genetics is in the family. Mm-mm. It's between your two ears. And that was that was the turning point for me that it really hurt me personally because I knew it wasn't any, any anything external. And so once that hit, man, and I hired the right coach, he's my only coach and best, my only trainer that I had. We did a 180 and I fell in love with it. And I wanted to also turn around and help others, particularly women, because I, I am a woman. I understand the struggles. I teach men as well. And so from there, man, I've been running for about seven, eight years now. And I wrote a book on um, women's fat loss, a fat loss manual, just to kind of give basics. Now, here's the thing with that real quick with that book. The first five percent of it, or the first few pages is all about the female anatomy because men and women are different. And so obviously it's different things that you know we have to do hormonally. But the other 95 percent of the book talks about nutrition, uh, exercise, lifestyle for men and women. And mm. so I actually have men buy the book. You know, they, they, you know, some men have interest in the female anatomy. My whole point, the principles. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I'm just being real. You know, I'm like, hey, yeah. I want a book, women's fat loss manual. I'm like, well, I just want like, okay. And so anyway, that was my driving force, man. And when I begin to implement the things that I've learned and begin to transform women's lives, I begin to help women lose over 155 pounds of complete transformation. Um, and that's another whole topic in and of itself. And so. That's what I still, it still burns really hot today. Um, and as I continue to transform and grow spiritually, I want to continue to do that um, even now and into the future.
Erica, what's the name of your book? It's called Fit, Fabulous, Fortified, and Free. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, I don't have a copy, but it's a, it's a woman's fat loss manual that I had written about seven years ago. I became a trainer right around six, seven years ago, and I wrote a book a year later. Um, and it's funny, I even look at my own book, and I'm reminded of some of the things that I've written, but it's a timeless manual because it goes over base principles pretty much in any era. Um, I had put a lot of what I had studied and learned, uh, you know, in school, a lot of um, things that I have taught, you know, uh, through time and tested results. You know, you you run trial experiments with your clients um, and it just works. And it's not it's not that it's a a cookie cut because every client is different. And so, uh, you know, you have to, you know, but depending on your client, you know, you do a screening, you do a diagnosis and assessment and so forth, and you have to create the program that works for them. And so what that book does, it gives you a base drop of, you know, again, particularly the female anatomy. And of course, guys, you have a different anatomy. And you get into, you know, the importance of nutrition, the hormonal balance, the exercise and lifestyle. And it's, it's brought results, man. I just started with me. I just keep repeating. That's awesome. So for yeah. the listener out there that might be at this point that that you were at back in the day and, and that a lot of us have been at where you let your weight get out of control, you know, you're not healthy. Now you're like, all right, I want to do something. I want to shift my life, but I don't know exactly what to do. Would you say that um, getting your book is the first step or, or is there something you would suggest they do first to kind of figure out how to go about losing that weight and getting in better shape? Well, it's two folks. Here's the thing. I mean, the book, like anything you get, you says, my, hey, here's a book, buy the book, they buy the book. And what we do, I'm going to read it. We look at it and then it gets tossed. You know, what I would say is if you're drop dead serious, at least, I mean, this is the the statement that I put directly out to those who are interested and specifically asked me, you need to really examine yourself, examine like your thought is this is something you you want. What's your why? Why do you want it? And it's not because you want to lose weight. I know that's not it. And so, me getting into a deep discussion and I'm, I'm beginning to offer more and more free consultations just to examine really where you are. Because I tell folks, listen, it's not about the money. If you're locked up and concerned about the money, then I don't think you understand the value of taking care of your health and wellness because it's going to cost you something. So it'll cost you nano later. So it's getting into that conversation and really digging out that why. And what you begin to find out, the why really isn't, I want to lose 20 pounds. You know, I want to go to uh, Hawaii. I want to get the six pack. It really becomes down to, you know, I want to be a better wife and, you know, be able to take care of my family and my husband. I want to run around with my grandson and not get tired. You know, I don't want to take those pills. The doctor keep pushing me. I try to get to where it really hurts. And that's when the rubber hits the road. Yeah. I think that applies for anything in life, right? You want it. What What is the why? And, and, and is that why deep enough, right? Mm-hmm. Is it strong mm-hmm. enough, right? So oh yeah, it can't mm-hmm. just be that one, you know, fit in that wedding dress or, you know, look good mm-hmm. in Hawaii, like you said. It's, it's got to be because you really want to be there for your family or something. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, so, so they, you know, they buy the book. Maybe they jump on a call with you. Um, from there, are you doing one-on-one coaching with them, group coaching? What do you offer? Yeah. So right now what I'm offering, like I said, beyond the, the consultation that helps examine you know, the direction that you want to go, you know, you, you get down to your why, what it matters, and then we develop a program that works for you. And for, with my program, there's a qualification because in that consultation, as we're talking, I'm qualifying you. 
based on what you tell me. Because it's one thing to say you raise your hand, you want to do something, but it's another is to have the commitment that right. you're willing to commit regardless of what happened, because you're going to fail or fall. This is new to you. And so beyond yeah. that, yeah, um, I do one-on-one. It's all virtual. It's all online, virtually meaning, you know, I have different programs and seminars already set up in different classes that I've run throughout the week. Um, but it's about designing the program that specifically works for you. There are some clients who want a, a literal one-on-one. Again, I say, say I'm saying virtually because I can't be in California if I'm in Florida, right, on the ocean. Uh, but, you know, in, in those instances, there's, there's a different approach and assessment. Uh, and I should say package. But for most clients, it's all one-on-one. It has to be something that you are willing to follow directions. If you're not, you know, good at following directions, you him and hon and you look for me for me to do the work, this program's not for you. And I say, those are the things we go over in the qualification. If you do exactly what I tell you to do, so I'm your GPS. I tell people, you bring the commitment. That If you bring the commitment, I'll bring the rest. That's all I need. <laughs> I love that. So, Erica, you, you took this to another level, right? It wasn't just becoming a trainer. Uh, you also got... You also got a little competitive, didn't you? I did. Uh, yeah. So tell so us what it, you did. So, yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that. You know, I kind of just, again, love getting into the health and wellness. So back, oh, my gosh. You know, when I lost the weight uh, back in my mid to late 30s, um, you know, I was, I was with my trainer. I said, you know, I said, one of these days I'm going to compete just to see if I can do it, you know, just to see. And this was in my, I said, 36, 37 Hit the gas a little bit, you know, again, my trainer and I became very great friends. I wind up, you know, getting off my own, becoming a trainer, doing my thing and just taking care of myself. And so time went on and I'm hitting, you know, early 40s and it's like, Erica, uh, clock's ticking, baby, when are you going to compete? And so in the back of my mind, I knew that food would be a challenge because I love to eat, right? Long story short, at 45, which was about three and a half years ago, coming up on four, I wind up doing my first show, my first women's uh, physique bodybuilding competition and blew my own mind. Um, uh, yeah, I, I hired a coach um, and we, we we went into training for about a good, maybe eight to 12 months. Um, now, let me say, share something really quick with you. And I know, Lord, you've seen some of my pictures and so forth. Yeah. But I, it, again, I'm sure we're going to get in this at, at some point. And this goes across the board, not just fitness with anything. You see the end result, but you don't see all of the ups, the downs, the falls, you know, the tears, the struggles, you know, the failures that go on up until that point. The physique that I brought and produced on stage at 45, um, we blew all of our minds. And I but I cheated the entire way. And it wasn't cheated, meaning on my on my meal and my planning. And I couldn't yeah. get around my coach because he could see it. And he said, Eric, I got one question for you. How is it that you're doing close to two and a half hours of cardio and the nutrition plan that you only have lost weight? And I said, one word, cheating. And the reason why I shared that, though, again, I produce a great physique. I qualify for a national show, which is quite difficult for most women. I wind up qualifying for a show that takes me to a stage to get my pro card. And so in short, what I'm getting at, honesty. You know, when my coach asked me that, it wasn't up to high because it was evident. Well, it was evident in what, you know, the work that I was putting in and what he had given me to do that I wasn't following the script. And so what I'm getting at being truth and honest, you know, truthful and honest with yourself and of course with your accountability or your other part. And so that's what launched the bodybuilding. 
Uh, I did the one show. I took a, a liking to it, and I was warned that I'll probably wind up liking it because now I want to beat that physique. I want to do a second show and not cheat. And so I did a second show. I did a national show um, about two and a half, actually during the pandemic. I did the second show during the pandemic. Phenomenal uh, stage of women. It was six women. I came in fifth. Listen, I was happy and honored to be on the stage. Okay. And so that's, this has begun a uh, interesting domino of bodybuilding. And I'm actually going to be doing my third show this year in November to All be right. that physique. So this is a to be continued, guys. You never get best at it. You know, you just keep growing. Um, I am my greatest competitor. And so that's the road we're on with the uh, women's bodybuilding now. I said the first show was a physique show. My second show was women's bodybuilding. And now because of the type of physique that I have, I will be competing in women's bodybuilding this coming uh, November. And the Ben Weeders natural. Wow. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, where, where is that going to be? Maybe we can get out there. And uh, I believe from off my memory, it's going to be Virginia, Alexandria, okay. Virginia. It's, gener it's generally where they hold that, that Ben Weeders show. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a new show in the area. And I, I wanted to compete on, you know, like on a level ground, so to speak. Sure. And so, you know what, I'm going to try that show there. And so we are literally, we're actually in competition. I'm still in what's called off season. I haven't begun the cut, as they right. say. And so uh, most bodybuilders know that the physique that you build, uh, that you see on stage is built in the off season. And yeah. so I'm coming up on the end of my off season and I'm about to get into the, as we call it, the get ripped stage to bring the yeah. pain stage <laughs> that's right <laughs> i love it tell us a, a little bit now about wh what else are you doing you you're getting ready for a big move as well right yeah so with all of what was just shared um man so hitting the gas well i should say rolling in the back a bit you know yeah. even uh louis when we met years ago i always had a tickling desire i wanted to move away from baltimore I, you know where is anyway from baltimore and it was a, a conversation I would have here and there and thoughts and prayer. I would visit places, but I never made the initial step to move. And so, you know, I went through the whole market crash, the real estate crash in 08. And that really settled me into, I'll call the dangerous, comfortable zone. And so hit the gas up to 2000 and I should say 22. I began what was called my remedial courses in self-development. And I say remedial because I began to get out and visit more, connect with different mastermind groups. You know, I've, I got sick and tired of saying that I'm going to do something, but don't do it. So I knew something was misconnecting, you know, but what it was, I, I didn't know. And so I was seeking to surround myself around people, uh, books, recommendations, self-development books, and things of that nature, folk who have done it you know, who have, have broke the barrier and aspired to do whatever it was, and they did it. And so 2022 was about, um, again, just growing spiritually, mentally, you know, recognizing what's really going on, uh, you know, down in the conscious and subconscious with the, the values and beliefs that I have, the faulty thinking, my old story versus what I want and then how to get there. And so 2023 was about an action year, man. And you know, I literally just launched out uh, as we speak. I'm right on the back end of my trip down to Navarre Beach, Florida. Navarre Beach, Florida is located in the Panhandle. Beautiful Emerald Coast beaches. Oh, my gosh. Remember I said before when we were little kids, mom would take us down to Florida in the Disneyland and all that good stuff. We always went to beaches, you know, Myrtle Beach and so forth. And so we saw something different. And so as we all got older, all of us are beach babies. And so I had always inspired to live 
somewhere in the South near beautiful white sand beaches and ocean. And so I took that trip. I made the step with accountability and support. And um, uh, this is, I'm literally in the, the, I'm literally on a journey as we speak. I'm coming off for almost two months in the Panhandle area. I had written this story. I had envisioned this story a year ago in 2022, actually in 2021, December. I wrote it. And again, there's a whole lot that goes on that year. Again, the stuff we don't hear and talk about. And But it came to fruition in January. And I'm just super excited, Lloyd. I mean, I think you know a lot of the cuffs that I've been on because we've talked before out in Denver. And so that's what brings me here, man. It's a transition of making a move. This is just the beginning. I have not made the official move yet, but what this trip has done is shown me that I can do it. Yeah. And now I'm looking more, I'm going to re-examine some of my directions and travel. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to doing a little more traveling. Now it's, it's, it's like now you write that story and you get out there. It's like, ah, I did it. So now this is out here. I wonder what's over there. Yeah. So that's the, the energy I'm in now. Like, yeah, we're going to get a place down here, but I wonder what's going on over there as well. So very, very exciting journey, guys. I'm, uh, as they say, I'm out, yeah. I'm out here. <laughs> yeah. So you, you talk a little bit about this uh, vision that you wrote down a year ago. Can, can you take us through that process a little bit? Did you use some kind of format on like, okay, here's how I'm going to write it out or, and then I read it every day or, or what did that look like for you? That vision creation and also just manifestation process. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I've heard of vision, living, uh, writing a, a vision, you know, your vision board and all that good stuff. But again, I didn't know the how, where to get started and the why. And so um, back in 2005 or so, and, and Laura, you may, uh, uh, baby, you will be familiar with uh, Steve Cook. Steve mm. Cook, when he was doing a lot of the uh, real estate investment in Baltimore, yeah. uh, he had a program called Life in the Air that he had rolled out back in the old 506. Um, and I knew about it, but you know, when you're again, young and green, I'm like, eh, I don't need no mastermind group life. And I got this thing. And so I demonstrated I had it all right in 2008 when everything popped and I popped with it. So hit the gas coming forward. Um, I re-engaged uh, Steve Cook, who uh, he has a mastermind called Life in Air. And I just talked to him about, you know, the direction that I'm doing and where I want to go. And he was like, you know what, you need to connect and consider the program. And uh, we talked in great depth. Again, we have a had a, a, a past relationship. And so I came on board back in 2021. And in short, a vision is simply this. Listen, what is it that you want to do? Now, the question becomes, do you believe what you're saying? Is it just something you're saying or do you believe it's something that you can do? And so the vision just... What do you aspire to do with your health, your wealth, your career, your relationships? What do you want? I don't know. You, you want a, a Corvette. That's actually my favorite car. Uh, Corvette C6, fire engine, rear convertible. I'm sorry to throw that in. That's in my vision. We're working on that. And so, <laughs> yeah, like, what do you want? I mean, it could be to do that or like I mentioned before, like you're burning why, you know, whatever it is. I mean, do you want, I want to be able to provide for my family. Whatever it is, it goes into your vision. Now, then write, you just write it out. There's no ceiling. There's no floor. It's your vision, whatever it is you want. And so that's what I did. I wrote out the things that I wanted. And the way you break it out, again, everyone, it's different strategies and so forth. But at the end of the day, you want to hit all aspects of your life. You know, you want to have a no regrets column. You want to have a, a, a career mm. uh, column, a um, 
you, you want to have a, a column. I'm saying a column, but, you know, a hitter. You know, what do you want to do with uh, charity? Okay. Uh, what is it that you want to do with, I don't know, wealth building? And so that's what I did. We broke them down in categories. We, they actually, Life in Air has a three-day, uh, they call it a get a life, kind of like a get a life boot camp. And you sit down and you write your vision. Because see, without a vision, I don't care what else you aspire to have beyond that, you're never going to reach it because you don't have anything written. You don't know where you're going. You're just making up stuff as you go, but you don't have no real foundation or nothing that you're holding on to. So that's where that had, had came from. And again, Adam, a year later, I'm living like 80 plus percent of my vision that I've written, blowing my mind. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. The time to expand that vision, I guess, huh? What yes, sir. You caught that. Month. All right. You caught that. Yes, sir. You about to blow up. Because <laughs> it never ends, I'm imagining, right? I mean, that you know, Louie and I also have, have been through vision process with some mastermind groups we've been in. And, and that's the thing, right? Because it, it's amazing how when you focus on it, things just start to line up for you, right? They start to happen and things line up. But don't get content, right? It's time to now it's time to create that next vision. And, and you've summited this peak you're on now. And now it's time to to keep shooting up because that's that's the real goal, I think, right? I think for a lot of us, and I'm guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of happiness is tied up in in just that journey, you know, envisioning what you can be and and striving for that greatness. At least that's Absolutely. how I feel too. So uh, now you hit it. And if I could add on there, at yeah. the end of the day. Money, you need money to live. It's important. We get that. But there's something more important and something greater than just money. Because money certainly is not going to bring you the happiness you think. I know a ton of millionaires. And I say a ton, but I may, maybe like five or 10 of them. My point is, <laughs> not that they're miserable or money may, is, is a bad thing. It's your attitude about the money. God said it best. It's the love of it. And so it, it's not that it's not important. So what I'm getting at, Adam, yeah, it's important to have that, but what's even more important is the relationships developing along, along the way. I mean, look at Louie and I. I mean, we stay still stay connected over all the years when he moved from Baltimore to Denver. Because, see, beyond the money, what's going to be sustained is the type of deposits, love deposits you've made in those relationships that can help you to cultivate and move forward. And so, again, listen, all that you have, we all got a gift. What's your gift and your purpose? Is it just making money and getting to do that and hitting over the island and balling? Because I'm telling you, after a while, you're beginning to find is something missing. But when you begin to, to, to learn, and this is where I'm at, you know, honing my gift. And I mentioned before on the health and wellness and teaching and working with, with individuals. When you be, get to the level when you begin to give more than you get, you get in a service-oriented mindset, man, the money just becomes the magnet, you know, after a while. And that's the avenue and the flow that I'm in. Adam, you hit it. My vision, I got to expand that baby. That's why I was telling Lord, we were right at the cusp, man, like where you're catching me on my journey. And so I met the first eclipse, like, whoa, this thing is real. It actually happened. Like I said that and it happened. So yeah, we're in an expansion phase. <laughs> and so, and again, that all also comes with um, Adam that I'm continuing to develop in my mindset a growth process. You recognize those old ways of thinking, you know, those that, that I, I call it the, the negative self-talk, the things that you have cultivated, not that they were bad, they just don't work anymore. You know, that you brought along with when you were little, you know, you change your self, new self story. You change from your old into your new, whatever it is. You write your vision and you get after. You get the right support behind you, right? Accountability. You got to make some tweaks. I had some wobbles, right, Lori? I shared with you a wobble I just had a month and a half ago. Arrived in Florida and 
you know, things happen. I oops, left my car door unlocked and I had everything stolen from me hmm. on my journey. That wasn't in my vision. So now what do you do? You see what I'm saying? You can't map it all out. But the biggest thing is that you stepped out on it and made the move. And there's so many things that you would never have learned or discovered if you never stepped out. And so I'm literally in that crest right now. Like, wow. And then I had that wobble, that valley. And then boom, right after that, I have, you know, like mountaintops, you know, so <laughs> this is exciting, guys, really. It really is. So what's next with your coaching business? Are you trying to expand it, hone it down? Uh, wh where do you see that going? Oh, man. Yeah, we're definitely on the expansion phase. What I've discovered with my uh, fitness and wellness, and I've had this discussion with a lot of my, uh, you know, I call them my board of executives, which are friends who love and care and support me, those who are not only good at what I do or in being successful, they are just as successful. You know, I may have to reach out to my minister or pastor or account, those who keep me accountable. I am continuing, put like this, what I have, I know it works because I've tried, it's worked over and over and over again. And again, not that it's cookie cut it, being able to connect with individuals, create the program that works for them and implement it with them following the course and produce the results, it works. So now what I'm working on is developing my program to the level where I can put it out to, I don't know how I want to word this. I, I always, sometimes I'll say like a different cohort, but not just reaching the local, you know, fitness gym. No, I want to take this thing international around the world. And, you know, technology now has allowed you to reach all the way down into Australia, wherever it is, and you can be right in your home there in Denver or in the bar, Florida. And so the phase that I'm in now, and the, the program is set and ready to go, but it requires me also to, to, to continue to develop the, what's the word, the oomph behind what it is that I have and being able to present that, you know, in whatever capacity it is, and then just watch the reciprocation. You know, like I said before, whatever you put forth in service and, it, you know, it's a need, and you're able to provide a need, man, it's, it becomes a magnet. So that's where I'm at now, now, Adam. I'm still developing more me. The program is where is there, but I got to get me up to the level. You understand know what I'm saying? So I can roll that out. And so I do have clients. I do still train um, uh, online clients. I don't do a lot of training in person, but I, you know, continue, depending on where I am, you know, of course, being from Baltimore, I know a lot of individuals there. But again, I've developed this program where if you are a, a student of instructions, and this is part of the qualifying process, if you follow the blueprint, you're going to get the results unless there's some medical issue we didn't know about or you just didn't do it. It's one or the other. You can't do my program because I've tried and true <laughs> a thousand times. So how, how are you promoting the program you have? You have you said you have it online. I'm wondering, yeah. are you is it going to just stay that way or are you going to you're going to create other things around it or? Well, so now, now I will say this. Yeah, you know, I have, you know, social media and Facebook and things like that set up. That's the one area of challenge that I have. And I say it's a challenge only because I have to continue to, you know, connect with the resources that can push push out on my marketing. That's a challenge area for me, you know, just getting it out in front of the right audience and just presenting it and let it fall, you know, fall what mains. Um, most of what I do is word of mouth. Um, but again, I'm I'm looking to grow beyond that and in efforts to grow beyond that. It's like with Eric, it's something that you're missing or needing to grow up in your program yeah. so you can get to that level. So that's a struggle right now for 
the online coaching. I mean, it, it, as they say, the stage is set. You know, I don't have to run around and do a whole lot of things. I'm sure there's same things that I could tweak. But if I was presented an opportunity right now to teach thousands or 10 a program from A to Z, I'm ready to go. It's just a matter yeah. of, you know, again, as I continue to cultivate my thinking, you know, presenting it and just putting it out there in whatever medium, you know, that I that, that I am going to do it in. As we're talking about this, one medium that I'm actually going to be doing this week, and I'm saying medium, but it's actually a speaking engagement, about 15, 20 minutes to a group of about 200 women, just having avenues to talk to people, you know, build a relationship, just talk. It's yeah. not so much about pushing the program as, again, provide, there's a need, man, America is like, what, two-thirds obese, translate, fat, out of shape. We mm-hmm. pushing the, the heart rate monitor of surgery down to the grave. And so there are millions of clients. I can't reach everybody, but I can reach everybody through the medium, again, of the online training. So that's the, the avenue that I'm ultimately looking to go well, Erica, we're at that point in the show where we ask our rapid fire questions. Uh, hopefully you're familiar with them now. Um, <laughs> okay. So we're going to just jump right into it. Uh, sure. what, give us a hack that you have in your life. Now, now you got you to gotta clarify like a hack along. Yeah, the sorry. Something like an app or a product you use or something that just really makes your life easier. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Something so you feel so- like you're cheating life with. What, as, as simplistic as this may sound, I'm a very brainy person. And so I have access to a lot of long uh, of, of applications online and so forth. There's a really cool app called uh, Keeper Security. Uh, you, some of you may have even heard of it. But what it does, it helps me to categorize and log all of my usernames and all of my password. It is super duper secure. Uh, if you're not careful, you can lock your own stuff out, but it's specific to your fingerprint. And I have uh-huh. well over probably 150 or more different um, passwords. And why is it more? Well, I should say, why is that important? Oh my gosh. You know, we're on like 10 to 15 different apps a day. If I need to jump over, I, I don't, I can't walk. I don't want to walk around and crowd space in my brain trying to remember 150 passwords. Right. So that app has been a blessing because all I got to do is flip my phone over, put my fang on it and get into where I need to go. And it's Keeper Security? Yeah, Keeper Security. Yep, okay, it, it's, a, it's an app. It runs about 35, 40 bucks a year. To me, it's extremely worth it, again, because it works well, that it's like, you know, all my passwords in my pa- in my pocket, in my hand, and it helps me maneuver a whole lot faster than running around. I got to call you next week when I get my password. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, if you could share a favorite with us, and this favorite could be a book or a movie or a band or a podcast, anything that you just really enjoy. Oh, I am a lover of books. Uh, I'm an advocate reader. A super awesome book I am reading right now is The Power of Now by Mm. Eckhart Tolle. Mm. Uh, It circumvents a great deal around the self-development community. I was just introduced to this book by reading another book, Master Your Emotions. And so uh, the, the book I will recommend right now to anyone is The Power of Now. Why? Because it helps all of what I just shared with you to uncloud your conscious thinking, your subconscious, to push the past out and bring you into your present. Uh, I should say bring you into your present. That's it. I mean, I'm about halfway through the book, but I haven't finished it and it is on fire. 
If you're really looking for a transformation, this could be for anybody. It's just, it's just not about money. It's about, you know, again, developing your the way the way that you think, your intellect, which can help you in those other areas of life. Yeah, I read that book a while back, probably around that 08, 09 time when stuff was getting rough if we were in real estate, right? And it, and it was wow. a game changer. Yeah, it was. it's a good one. It's definitely yep. a classic, yep. for sure. Uh, what about advice you would give your 25-year-old self? You can tell him one thing. What would you give your, what would you say to your 25-year-old self? Man, Nike might have said it, but I, I you know, my mm. Lord said it, he said it first. Just do it. Mm-hmm. If you have the aspiration, the energy, if you believe that you can do what you say you're going to do, listen, do it now. Redeem the time today. Step out. Take the chance. Step out on fear. There's a great book. Another, I can recommend books for days. Feel the fear. Do it anyway. Oh. Do it now. Do not let 10, 15, 25, 50 years pass you by to only look in the face of regret and say, well, I wish I could have did it at 25. If I could pass it down to anyone, even my own self, Erica, just do it. Yeah, that's some great advice. So what do you think holds people back from being happy? Mindset. Mindset. Again, we have all these lies that we tell ourselves, things that we believe that we don't even know that they are lies. It's just things that we have cultivated and held within and we held dear. They were taught to us. Okay, and then if we're met with an opportunity, an open door, a window, you got this loud screaming, you know, just old self way of thinking, you know, well, we don't do it that way. That doesn't seem right. Oh, I'm comfortable over here. I think we lock our own selves up. And unfortunately, we don't know if we're not taught that. And so that's what I discovered. There's just some things I didn't know for 48 years that I was thinking like that. And so once we can identify it, make the awareness. Now you got to make a decision to make a change. And even that's a process. It's not like you take, you know, you know, take, take something out and just put something in Well, you do that, but now you got to cultivate that new way of thinking. And that takes time and practice and keep doing it and doing it before, before, you know, it just becomes, you know, you know, automatic. If people want to know more about you, uh, how can they reach out to you? Coachpain.org. Coach Payne. And that's my last name, P-A-Y-N-E.org. That's great. So Erica, there's another one. Oh, I'm sorry. There's no, go ahead. I, I should have thought I should have threw this one out. I think Adam will like this one. No pain, no gain. There you go. <laughs> That's no pain. P-A-Y-N-E, no gain. So if you don't have no pain and you ain't. You and just know. to clarify, is gain G-A-I-N or did you go pun style with that one and do G-A-Y-N-E? No, I just kept that simple. Yup. Okay. There's no pain. <laughs> Nogain.com.org <laughs> was uh, that's dot net. I'm sorry, no pain, no gain.net. All right, okay. we'll put this stuff in the show notes so the For listener sure. can, can yeah. hit you up. But Erica, your energy is awesome, it's contagious. I can tell mm-hmm. you have a giving soul. <laughs> I, I'm, I guarantee anybody that signs up for a coaching program with you gets way more value than whatever the heck they're paying you. So I, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Um. Yeah, I, I just thank you so much for being on. This has been awesome. And I know so many people are going to get a lot out of this. Awesome. Super, super excited uh, to be on the show. I mean, Lori really said, again, he blessed me. And I said, there's no greater time or high time to get me right on a crescendo. I mean, I'm in it right now. I'm like, man, let's do this. And <laughs> yeah. so my goal is, listen, it's always great uh, if you can learn from someone else and don't really have to go down that road of trying to figure it out. 
And so I just hope to impart the same with folk. And just, again, if you want to go explore, definitely get out there on your journey, but just know there are ups and downs. But if you stay focused on your journey, you'll arrive, you, you arrive at the mountaintop. I believe that. I'm doing it. There you <laughs> are. Thank you, Erica. Yeah, it's thank really you. Appreciate it, guys. It's an honor to have you here. We hope you've enjoyed the Wayfinder Show. If you got value from this episode, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will allow us to help more people find their way to live more authentic and exciting lives. We'll catch you on the next episode.